So we are uh, going to start a series this week. Um, how, many, how many had to make a choice this morning? You had to make a choice to get out of bed. It's a whole lot easier to sleep on Sunday morning, isn't it? Especially when the rain is hitting the roof. Isn't it? It's just an awesome, awesome feeling. And so we had to make a choice to get up. We had to make a choice to be here this morning. And reality is, is life is a, is a series of choices. Some are small. Some are large. But small choices and large choices, they're all important. Because our choices, they shape who we are. Our choices shape who we become. And so over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four specific choices that we're faced with. We've entitled this series, The Choice is Yours. Choose wisely. The choice is yours. Choose wisely. Have you ever thought, man, I wish everyone liked me? We all want to be liked, don't we? I mean, no matter what you say, you people say, oh, I don't care what people think of me. You're a liar. You do care. Everyone wants to be liked. And it would be awesome. It would be great if everyone liked us. But as much as we want that to happen, I hate to break it to you, it never will. Never will. You cannot please everyone. Now, that's hard for me because I, I like, I, I can't stand the thought of somebody not being happy or pleased with me. Uh, when we uh, decided to buy uh, the building on Blackburn Avenue, we took a church vote. And every person who voted said yes, except one. If you were that one, we still, <laughs> man, there's nothing like your mother calling you out. But when we got that, someone said, you need to take this, frame it, put it in your office as a reminder that you can't please everyone. You see, it isn't going to happen. No matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we want it to happen, it's not. But there is something that can happen. There is something that can happen if you are a follower of Christ. If you are a follower of Christ, you can become so consumed with pleasing Christ. You can become so consumed that the approval of others doesn't mean anything to you. You can wake up every day with passion. You can wake up every day with purpose. You can know deep down that you're doing what you were created to do. And that can become something that drives you, not the approval of others. You can become driven with pleasing Christ. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. It doesn't tell us anything. Here we go. Bible sword drill again. 2 Corinthians. If you've been coming to uh, Rooted on Wednesday night, you'll know that that's after 1 Corinthians. 
Hopefully, even if you haven't been coming. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Man, we're going old school this morning. And the cricket's still here. So whether we are at home or away, we make our aim to please him. Whether we are at home or away, we make our aim, our goal to please him. We can become so consumed and realize that it's not our job to try to please everyone, but we should try to please him. So this morning, the first choice I want to discuss, the first choice I want to look at is purpose or popularity. Purpose or popularity. We all know the right answer. But sometimes we do the exact opposite. You hear that and you say, well, of course, I want purpose. We know the right answer, but too many times and so often we choose to do the exact opposite. We're concerned about how many people like our Facebook post. How many people put a little heart on our Instagram Some of you, I'm speaking a foreign language, but that's okay. I'm speaking to somebody. Why? Because we do not know our purpose. You ever had something that you really didn't know what it was for? Maybe a tool or something? Or it's been misused? I've told this story before. Uh, My dad, he, we didn't have many tools growing up, but we had vice grips. And those vice scripts were used for a wide variety of things around the house. The most popular and the one that I remember the most was uh, the shower handle had broken. So instead of going to get a shower handle and fixing it, when I went to take a bath or a shower, there was a pair of vice grips stuck there and it became the new shower handle. Now, if you would have went to the creator, the person who invented the vice grips, I doubt seriously that they would have said, these things were made to be a shower handle. They probably would have looked and thought, well, at least I got money because they bought them. It's not how I intended it to be used. But a lot of times in our life, when we can't find our purpose, instead of going to the creator to find out what our purpose actually is, we go to everyone else. And we start begin to to look at and searching for approval of other people, looking, what is my purpose? What is, why was I created? And we begin to look at the, our purpose as being the approval of other people. Do you like my hair? Do you like my car? Do you like my clothes? And we begin to to live and thrive for. Social media has made it so much even more exaggerated with the like button. Because we look at that and we scroll and we say, how many people, how many people are following me? How many people, am I getting the approval of other people? But we can get to a point in our life where we begin to to live for the approval of God. 
Living for the approval of people will keep you from the purposes of God. Living for the approval of people will keep you from the purposes of God. Being obsessed with what people think of you will make you forget what God thinks of you. Being obsessed with what people think of you will make you forget what God thinks of you. We have to choose purpose over popularity. Looking back in the Bible, in the Old Testament, we know the story of Moses. He was born a Hebrew slave. He was born not into popularity. But he was adopted into Pharaoh's family. So he was born into poverty. He was born into slavery. But he ended up living as royalty. He could have chosen a life of comfort. He could have chosen to live with all the riches in Egypt. But instead, he chose calling over comfort. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So here he had a choice to make. He could choose all the riches of Egypt. He could choose to be and to live his life as royalty. But the Bible tells us that by faith, when he realized what was going on, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why? Because I think he understood what his purpose was. And there are many of you here this morning, and you're asking, What is my purpose? What is my purpose? How many people would like to, are asking that question? Just be honest. What is my purpose? And what happens is, is too often we begin to look for one huge thing. My purpose is, you know, I'm going to cure cancer. Or my purpose is this. Or my purpose is that. You're looking for that one huge thing. That one aha moment. That you're going to do the rest of your life. That one thing that will drive you to get out of bed every morning. Wouldn't it be awesome? To feel like that you have found your purpose. You have found the exact job that you want to get out of bed every morning to go do. It's possible to find that, but it's hard. We all want to find that, but it's hard. We all want to find that, but few of us have. If I took a poll this morning and said, how many people will say that you have found that perfect situation? I don't think very many hands would go up. But why not, instead of thinking about that huge thing, that one thing, that one situation, why not start thinking about it day by day? Why not stop, start thinking about it moment by moment? What is my purpose for today? What situation has God placed me in today? How can I make a difference today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I help meet a need today? You may hate going to work every day. You may think that that your life is slipping away from you. 
But can I tell you that nothing, no situation with God is by accident. Every day, he places you in a situation that you can find purpose. That crazy boss that you have, you may be there just to pray for them. You may be there just to to show them the love of Christ. If you're a boss, those crazy employees that you have, they may be there just so that you can show them the love of Christ. There's a reason you are where you are. And what we must begin to do is recognize your purpose in the moment. Recognize your purpose in the moment. Why is it so important to find our purpose? Why is it so important to figure out every day what we can do, why we can, and how we can lift someone up? It's because there is power in purpose. There is power in purpose. And I'm going to look at three things that purpose will do in your life. The first thing is, is purpose diminishes distractions. Purpose diminishes distractions. It is so easy to become distracted in the world that we live in. One of the biggest things is is we begin to compare ourselves to everyone else. You say, look at, look at her, She's, or look at him. They're married. They've got a job. They've got a nice car. They've got a career. I'm out of college. I'm 30 years old, and I'm still living in my mom's basement. If that's you, I'm sorry. But we begin to compare ourselves to people around us. It's growing, and, and, and in ministry, it's easy for me to do. I went to, to Lee University. And I graduated with all of these guys. And I get on Facebook and I say, well, this guy's pastoring a, a 5,000 member church in Florida. I had better grades than he did. I don't even think he graduated. I look at another guy and he's over the whole state of, I won't call him out. He's over a whole state of churches. And I begin to look at this and I think, man, where am I? Ten years later, after graduating, what was I? I was a youth pastor. Chasing kids around. After 15 years, what was I? I was an associate pastor. Chasing people around. 20 years later, 23 years later, man, I'm telling my age been out of college 23 years. But I had to start to realize that I have a purpose. And that purpose is right now for this moment, right now for today. And if we can begin to to forget about the distractions, the distractions of, of comparing ourselves, the distractions that the world will place in front of us, I love the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was upset that the walls of his city were broken down. Can I tell you that if you find something that that upsets you or angers you, that could be a hint to your purpose? Nehemiah was upset. He couldn't stand it. 
He realized that that somebody had to do something. So he rallied the people. He got a ladder. He climbed the wall. He started replacing the stones to build this wall back. And we see that two enemies of God came by. And they begin to yell insults. They begin to yell at him. And can I tell you that when you start to do something for God, distractions will show up. People become amazed. I made a decision. I'm going to to take this step. I'm going to to begin to do something for God. I'm going to begin to live my life the way that I was created. And then everything starts to fall apart. Do you think that's an accident? Do you think it's just something that happens? No. It's because when you start to, and you make a decision to do something for God, there's going to be things that the enemy places in your path to get you distracted, to keep you and get you, your focus messed up. So they come by. They start yelling insults. Nehemiah keeps working. Through the voices of doubt, through the voices of discouragement, he continues to build the wall. I love it what he says. Basically in our language, he says, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I've got work to do. I'm going to rebuild this wall. And he stayed focused on his purpose in that moment. Was that the purpose for his life? No. But in that moment, his purpose was to build that wall. And the enemy tried to stop him. The enemy tried to get him distracted. Now, what he actually said or what's recorded that he said, is I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. Say that to yourself. I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. You really want to mess with somebody? They start talking discouragement. Just look at them and say, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. They're going to think, They finally lost it. But when you get discouraged, say it. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Because there are going to be, and there is every day of our lives, distractions to keep us from our purpose. The enemy does it. He's doing it right now all across this country. To kneel or not to kneel. To NFL or not to NFL. Come on. You say, you didn't go there. Yeah, I did. Because it's a distraction of the enemy. Because the more time we spend on thinking whether we're going to do this or do that, and we're going to Nike or not to Nike, to Trump or not to Trump. Come on. It's a distraction got real quiet in here. Why? Because if the enemy can get us focused on those things, we're not focused on this. We're not focused on our purpose. What is our purpose? It's to love people. It's to love God. And the more time that we spend worrying about things that we can't control, how many people know God's in control? All right. 
And we've got to get our focus. We've got to look at those situations. Can you have an opinion? Absolutely. We were created for that. But when you begin to lose your focus of what's most important, then it becomes an issue. It's a Satan thing. He's placed it in front of us. We get our focus off and we become distracted from what our purpose actually is. Secondly, purpose will push you through the pain. It will push you through the pain. How many people work out? Is it painful? Probably depending on how you work out. Going back and forth to the refrigerator, that's probably not too painful. That spoon's not too heavy, is it? Seems like every sermon we get to talk about working out. I don't know what it is. They said preach where your people are. But purpose will push you through the pain. If you want a six-pack, not from the store, but if you want a six-pack, you're going to have to be motivated to get it. You're going to have to push through the pain. As you can tell, I'm a baby. I don't like pain. I've never pushed through. But you begin to push through the pain. And that motivation that you have, that purpose of your life that, that you are trying to obtain, it pushes you through the pain. A woman having a, ch- a, a baby, she has to push through the pain. Because of her purpose in that moment. But on your way to pain, you, or to purpose, you will have pain. We could put it this way. The path to purpose is paved with pain. You look in the Bible. Moses, David, Mary, Jesus. They were doing what God had called them to do. But they realized it wasn't going to be easy they realized that they were going to have to go through some pain to get to their purpose. The enemy is going to resist you. People are not going to understand. It's because you're doing something that's higher than your ability and their ability to understand what it is. But you've got to get ready for it. And you have to know that if you're going to get to your purpose, it's going, there's going to be some sleepless nights. There's going to be times that, that you're just going to sit and cry. That you're going to sit and say, why God? You're going to sit and you're going to wonder, what is going on here? God, do you see me? There's going to be pain. With your purpose, there will come pain. But what's the famous saying? No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. And when you find purpose, and you realize purpose, it will give you the strength to push through that pain. It's going to cost you something, but you've got to embrace it. 
we think about Jesus, what did it cost him? How much pain did he go through? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says this, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He was wounded. He was bruised. He had pain. He went through pain. Was it easy? No. At one point, he said, let this cup pass from me. It's too hard. But then he said, not my will, but your will be done. He realized he came for a purpose and for a reason. And because of that, even when it got hard, he was able to push through the pain to accomplish his purpose. We have to get to a point that we don't mind the pain. That we don't mind the resistance. Because purpose will push us through it. Purpose will push us through it. When we can look at ourselves and say, I was created for this. This is my purpose right now in this moment. And even though it may hurt, it may be painful to go to that job every day. But if you realize you have a purpose, you push through it. You may be in a situation right now that it's painful. Maybe physically, maybe financially. But if you realize you have a purpose, you push through it. You say, you know what? I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to allow the pain to cause me to quit. And that's what I did. After one, one Epsom salt bath, I thought, it ain't worth it. 45 years old, donuts taste much better. It's not worth it. Sadly, too many times as followers of Christ, we do the same thing. We get in the middle of a situation. We find the pain. It's not worth it. It's not worth being a follower of Christ. It's not worth having my purpose. And we stop. We quit. We give up. But if you really can understand what your purpose is, you can push through that pain. Thirdly, purpose empowers you to please God. Purpose empowers you to please God. We look back at Moses. Here Moses was. He was trying his best to serve God. He was trying his best to fulfill his purpose in that moment. He was opposed. He was opposed by Pharaoh. He was opposed by his enemies. Guess what? He was opposed by his own people. The very people that he was trying to help, he was trying to lead. All they wanted to do was grumble and complain. This and that. And here Moses was. The people that he was fighting for were attacking him. What kept him going? 
Why did he go back and, 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 and beg for these people, for God's mercy on these people? Why did he do it? Because he understood that was his purpose. His purpose kept him going. He was determined. He wanted to please God. He wanted to, to do what God had called him to do. Were the people always happy with him? Of course not. Grumbled and complained. But who was he listening to? He was listening to God. He was listening to God. And he realized that it's God that I have to answer to. It's God that I have to please. And when he realized what his purpose was, it gave him the ability and it empowered him to do what had to be done to please God. We find another story in the New Testament of Peter and John. It's found in the book of Acts. And they had just healed a lame, seen a lame man healed. The gate called Beautiful. Walked up and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such I, I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And they saw this miracle. And at that moment, they, the people could not deny that a miracle had taken place. It could not be denied. They knew this man. They knew that he had been sitting there begging his entire life. They understood that. And to see him, a miraculous thing happen, and he's up walking around. You can't say, well, it's just a figment of your imagination. He's not really walking. Or he was faking all this time. The Bible says that they couldn't deny it. So in Acts chapter 4, verse 18, this happens. It says, So they called the apostles back in and commanded them to never again speak or teach in the name of Jesus. They looked at them and said, We can't deny that this has happened, but you need, no longer need to, to mention the name of Jesus. Don't speak of it. Don't teach of it. They've been beaten. They've been thrown in jail. They've been told no longer to speak the name of Jesus. But the power of the Holy Spirit was on them, and they responded this way. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than Him? They looked at these men and these people and said, You know what? We're not trying to please you. We're not going to obey you. Because we know what God has done in our lives and we have a purpose right now in this moment. And our purpose in this moment is to tell people about Jesus. And they said, so no matter what you say, we have to please God, not please men. And if we can get to a point where we can begin to start living with a purpose... When we can start looking at what God has done in our lives and in the lives of the people around us, if you really are honest with yourself and you look inside yourself, you will see and you will know that God has done miraculous things in your life. And when we begin to realize that and we start looking at what God has done, then we will want to do everything that we can to fulfill our purpose 
We will do everything that we can to try to please God. How do you do that? How did these guys do that? It's because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The power that they received on that day of Pentecost. They were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and they were able to to say, you know what? I'm not trying to please people. I'm trying to please God. And they understood that if they would bow to the idea of pleasing people, that it would keep them from fulfilling their purpose. What would happen if they would have just stopped? Okay, you're right. Sorry, we want to make sure you're happy. They would have never fulfilled their purpose. They would have never fulfilled their purpose. The church would not have had their influence. How do we please God? How do we do it? We live by faith. We live by faith. What do you mean? What is faith? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.6 says this, and it is impossible to please God without faith. You want to be freed from the opinions of others? Start living by faith. Because the enemy wants you to look at your situation and look at your circumstances and say, why would you try to please God? Look at the situation you're in. Faith will free you from that. When you can look at something and say, you know what, I know what the situation looks like, but I know what this word says. And I'm going to to live by faith. If we look in Hebrews, it said, in that first verse that we looked at, it says, and by faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith. Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Did it make sense? Absolutely not. People probably looked at him and thought, what in the world? Have you lost your mind, Moses? Why did he do it? Because he believed what his purpose was and he lived by faith. Moses chose to to be disgraced for the sake of Christ. Over all the treasures in Egypt, over all the treasures that he could have had. Why? Because he was looking to his reward. He was looking to his reward. What was his reward? His reward was pleasing God. What is our reward? It's pleasing God. What does the Bible say that we want to happen when we stand before God? We want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We want God to be pleased with us. We have to come to the point that we understand that being loved by God is greater than being loved by people. Every day you make a decision. Every day you make a decision. Who are you going to please? The decisions you make today determine who you become tomorrow. I'm going to ask you to bow your head.
you may be here this morning and you may say, Pastor, I have, I'm really struggling with my purpose. I'm really struggling trying to, to figure out why I am here on this earth. I'm struggling with trying to figure it all out. And I become so discouraged and I become so depressed and I, I become so torn up because I don't know what my purpose is. Can I tell you, God can help you. God can help you find your purpose. We have to be willing to look at it moment by moment. We have to be willing to say, God, what is my purpose for this moment right now? We've got to be willing to look past the distractions. To look past all of the pain. Say, God, I'll please you. God, I want to please you. God, I'm tired of living my life worrying about everything else. I'm tired of living my life not realizing that I have a you're here this morning and you say pastor that's me I want to live in the moment I want to fulfill my purpose for today slip your hand up thank you thank you thank you all across this building you know why because we all desire to figure out what that purpose is and we all desire to please God You wouldn't be this morning if deep down you didn't have a desire to please God. And I can tell you this morning that God sees right where you are. He wants to give you the assurance of knowing that you have a purpose. And that purpose could be as simple as how can I lift someone up? How can I help someone who's hurting? What can I do to show the love of Christ to someone today? Do you want to get to that big purpose, that, that big thing, that purpose with a capital P? Start focusing on the purpose in the moment. That will drive you to get out of bed in the morning when you can realize and know that I have a purpose. I'm going to ask you to stand.
this morning is a little bit different. But I truly believe that we are in a season as a church body, as a group of believers, that we must understand that we cannot become distracted by what people say, by what people think, that we cannot take our focus off of what our purpose truly is. As a church, what is our purpose? To love God and to love people. Love God and love people. Don't allow anything to keep you from that. So we're going to pray. We are going to pray and we're going to believe right now that when the enemy comes against you, when the enemy tries to get you distracted, you can say one of two things. That he will give you the strength and the power to say, ain't nobody got time for that, or I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. You choose. Let's stay focused on our purpose. And the only way to do that is by seeking first the kingdom of God and allowing him to fill our life with purpose. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning. God, you see every person that's represented here. God, you see every person that raised their hand that said, Father, I'm struggling. I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. I'm confused. God, I, my heart hurts for those people because I've been there. I know what it feels like. I know what it is to feel like that my life is passing me by. God, for those that raise their hands, speak to them right now. Holy Spirit, speak to their hearts. Allow them to know when they they were in their mother's womb that you knew them. That you had a purpose for them. You had a reason for them. God, may the Holy Spirit just fill our lives to push us through the pain, to get us through the distractions, and empower us to please you. Father, I believe within my heart, with everything in me, God, that you have called us as a church to have a purpose. Father, first to love you, God, secondly, and as importantly, to love the people around us. God, I know sometimes it's hard. God, sometimes people make it so hard for us to love them. God, just as you loved us by sending your son, God, may we show that same love and extend that same love to the people around us, people in our community. God, I understand it's not going to be easy. 
God, give us the strength, the power, the understanding to push through the pain, to reach people where they are. God, use us as instruments, just as you use Moses, David, Mary, all of the people that we read out through the Bible. God, how you use them to fulfill your purpose. God, use us. That's our desire. Use us. In the name of Jesus.